Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Edwards. Harry Edwards, I'm sorry. He's Harry Douglas. I got Edwards on my mind right now. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and always, always, always. Play a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We love this day of the year called Giving Thursday. Giving Tuesday, excuse me. It's a day when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. All day long here at ESPN Radio, we're supporting the V Foundation. So if you're able, we hope that you'll choose to join us as well on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate. That is v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Let's bring in somebody who knows all about this situation involving cancer and cancer-free and staying cancer-free. He is Brian Custer, not just an ESPN anchor, an ESPN play-by-play announcer. Does a great job when he's on GetUp and other places. I'm on Twitter at B Custer TV. And B, you've been 10 years of cancer-free. What has that been like beating this and keeping this away from you and your family? Well, first of all, man, I appreciate the time. It's great to hear you, Freddie. I know you call him Harry Edwards, but we call him that boy bad. That's what we call him. <laughs> That's what we call him. <laughs> so it's good to lying. be with y'all. <laughs> um, but, you know, listen, it's a blessing. Uh, you're right. You know, 10 years ago, certainly got diagnosed with uh, aggressive form of prostate cancer, um, had emergency surgery. Um, you know, I thought everything was great after surgery, and it was for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, numbers started going up again, and then I had to go through uh, 38 bouts of high-grade radiation. But, yeah, you know, since that time, it's been about now eight years, uh, been cancer-free, you know, knock on wood. Uh, and uh, But I still go to the doctor and uh, get my checkups. In fact, I got the appointment on Thursday. And so, you know, I think anybody who tells you you've been afflicted with the disease, um, you always uh, thankful when you hear the words cancer free, but once you know that you have that doctor's appointment coming up, you always get nervous because you just, you know, I don't know, I don't care how long it's been, you just, you don't want to hear those words again. See, everybody calls him Brian. I call him BC. That's my <laughs> dude right there. <laughs> BC, man, how, to tell everybody, man, how important it is to get tested for prostate cancer. Bro, uh, it is. And, and, and I can only give it to you like this, Harry and Freddie. You know, other than skin cancer, do you know prostate cancer is the most common cancer uh, amongst American men? Uh, it is also uh, the second leading cause of death when you talk about cancer in men, uh, just only behind lung cancer. I think the numbers are one in, let's say, one in seven uh, white males will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their life. One in four black men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And it is treatable if you catch it early. And the 
only way you're going to catch it is you have to get checked. And that's why I, I implore all men, especially men of color, you have to go get your annual physical. And when you get your physical, get your PSA checked. It's only a blood test, and it can save your life because it saved mine. Well, Grace over Brian Custer, or BC as Harry Duggs, I like to call him from ESPN, also ESPN play-by-play announcer. Hit him on Twitter at B Custer TV on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Throughout this whole thing, especially the last 10 years, what have you learned the most about yourself, Brian? Uh, you know, don't take it any day for granted, man. Um, All I can tell you is that, you know, when I sat in that hospital bed the the night of surgery, obviously I felt horrible. Uh, I felt horrible. Um, I think I had lost, when I finally came out of the hospital, uh, 20 pounds. Mm. So I think when I went in, I was about, at that time, I want to say I was like 190. But when I came out, I was, yeah, I was like basically like 171. That's... Uh, how much weight I had lost, and you just you just don't take any day for granted. Life is so precious, and you start to appreciate really the small things. You know, Freddie, like you know, hey, it's cold outside, but you know what, man, that cool air feels good on me. I never noticed it before mm-hmm. because you just take everything for granted. But then when you face your mortality, those small things mean a lot. And Brian, I think one of the hardest things probably for you was you know telling your kids and your kids knowing what was going on. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, bro. I mean, you know, luckily for me, man, I, you know, I have three boys who are older now. I got two, I got two in college. I got one that's in eighth grade, but at the time, you know, they were nine and eight and that the young one was three. And so I had to sit them down and say, you know, listen, uh, Dad's going to have uh, surgery. Uh, he's got cancer. Do you know what it is? And they kind of looked at me puzzled, like, uh, not really. And I said, look, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to I'm going to be strong. I'm going to have this surgery. Now, when I get back, I'm not going to feel well, but I'm going to. And, man, uh, my little three-year-old at the time, David, came, and he just got jumped right in my lap and just gave me the biggest hug and started crying. And then my oldest just looked at me and just said, you know, Dad, are you going to die? And I was like, oh, that, that crushed me. I mean, I, man, I bawled like a baby in front of these guys. And uh, it was hard, to, you know, but I had to chill and look, I'm a fighter. I'm going to be good. And, uh, man, that was that was the, one of the roughest things I think, Harry, I had ever done in my life. And at that time, all I kept thinking about was, Man, will I see these guys grow old? Will I see them go to high school? Will I see them graduate from college? Will I see them get married? Will I even see grandkids? That was the only thing I was thinking about at that time. And, you know, thank God that I'm I'm almost there. I mean, they're in college now. So, you know, look, and I'm still battling and still fighting and, and trying to enjoy every day that comes to me. How much does the sport of boxing help you with that conversation with your kids and also with your fight as well, B.C.? Yeah, and you know, listen, Fred, I mean, they call that sport the theater of life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get in that ring, it's just you. You know, it is you. And uh, you know what? You may go in there with a plan, and then all of a sudden this dude starts two-piecing you, you know, <laughs> with body shots to the head, and now you get dropped. So are you going to stay down, uh, or are you going to get back up and fight? And really, that's it is really it's a metaphor for life because that's what happened. I mean, I took I took a body shot and I took a straight right to the face, and yeah, he he that this disease kind of dropped me. But I said that yeah, it's not I'm not going to take the ten count. 
I'm getting up and fighting. Wow. And uh, yeah, I had to I had to tap into that indomitable spirit that I think all of us have. And uh, and that's what I did uh, to fight this thing. And I just implore everybody to give what you can to the V Foundation because just one dollar gets us that much closer to finding a cure for this dreaded disease that affects everyone, everybody in some way. Because there's somebody you know or somebody in your family that has been afflicted with cancer, and just one dollar gets us that much closer to finding a cure. And by the way, go to v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Real quickly, Brian, Crust, Brian Custer, excuse me, ESPN anchor here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. What is your message? If you have to give a message, Brian, to anybody out there that has had prostate cancer or yeah. other different forms of cancer, what would the message from Brian Custer be to those? thing what you just told me you gotta fight i mean it, it's it's a fight this this disease will take you down quickly uh mentally than it will physically so you have to be in the right mind frame and just say you know what i'm going to fight and then once you fight and you keep on fighting listen the, the most important thing is to use whatever platform you have to make sure that the next man doesn't have to go through what you've gone through. And that's why I've been, you know, so ardent on men. Just get checked, get checked, because if you catch this thing early, it is so treatable. So fight and then make sure you help someone else so they don't have to go through what you've gone through. And especially another message the the trampling off of that. Don't say, well, if I don't know, it can't hurt me. That is one of the worst narratives you can have when it comes to your yes. health and affecting your Absolutely. family. Absolutely. Brian, you're one of our favorites, my brother. Always great to talk with you. Can't wait to catch up sooner than soon. Take care and be well and keep on keeping on, my man. Thank you so much. Freddie, thank you, everybody. Please give whatever you can. That boy, bad. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> we love you too, Brian. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. He, he is one of my favorite people, not just favorite broadcast, one of my favorite people. He's Brian Custer. ESPN anchor, ESPN play-by-play announcer, great follow on Twitter at TV. And when he's in a room, you just feel better. Yep. The room is better when he's in it. And that's not something that's a broadcasting thing. It's just a life thing. People like that just have that life that radiates everybody. And BC is one of those people, Harry. Man, the first time I worked with BC was on Get Up. And... Just the energy, the mm-hmm. smile, absolutely. Just so positive about things and having fun and just joyous, man. I I I love that man. I really do. Yeah, exactly. Just somebody that you know. When there are good people, then there are people like that to make you better. He is definitely in that category of making you better by being around his orbit and having him around your orbit. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to bring in a newbie to the show, Cam. Oh, Cam. Just doing our show a couple of days ago. We're going to do a little most of the time, all of the time, when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. For example, most of the time he's this, but all the time he's that. We don't know what quarterbacks that Cam's going to throw at us, but we're going to put them in that most of the time, all of the time room. So, Cam Usury, the floor is yours. All right, Freddie. Most of the time, Josh Allen is this. All the time, he's what? Most of the time, Josh Allen is fantastic. All of the time, he's going to get a bad rap because when he throws an interception, it seems to happen at the worst possible time. As terrific as he is, Harry, 
you can't have a streak of throwing an interception in eight consecutive games. I expect that from quarterbacks who have nowhere near the ability and talent that Josh Allen has. So most of the time, he's terrific. He's elite. All the time, he gets himself in trouble because he tries to fit the ball in places that he shouldn't do. Yeah, for me, most of the time, he's scary as hell at the quarterback position because he's a dual-threat guy. He can throw the football with his arm, and he has amazing arm strength. He can rush the football effectively, and he'll run you over it even if you're a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I think all of the time is that we're going to get that play that you don't want from Josh Allen. Like, we had that one this weekend, even though he had a phenomenal game. Hey, it was covered too. Bradbury did a great job. But, hey, that throw that I thought he needed to make in that cover two honey hole, I've seen Joe Burrow do it recently versus the Houston Texans. I need you to make that decision and make that throw. All right, Harry, most of the time Lamar Jackson is this. All the time he is what? Most of the time Lamar Jackson is dynamic. All of the time Lamar Jackson is – a lot better than I think of people give him credit for. Okay. Because of the simple fact that Lamar Jackson never had the offensive weapons that he has this year in 2023. So a lot of people blamed him for those things. Lamar Jackson is just so damn good that he made up for the deficiency that they had in that department when it came to the Baltimore Ravens. Most of the time he is more accurate than people want to give him credit for. That's no doubt about that. You can look at the stats and see for yourself. Most of the time, he is more accurate, meaning Lawrence Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, than people give him credit for. All the time, he is a playmaker. Sometimes he makes the wrong play. And sometimes at a critical moment, he makes the wrong play. We've seen less of that this year with the talent that he has around him, the, the ammo that he has around him when it comes to Lamar Jackson. If we continue to see that, he will finally get to that holy grail known as his first Super Bowl. But all the time, he is a playmaker. But sometimes those plays are made by the opposing team in key situations. All right, Fred, a guy that's been unfairly scrutinized, Bryce Young. Most (laughs) of the time he is this, all the time he is what? Most of the time he's running for his life. All the time he's running for his life. That's what's been his MO (laughs) in the National Football League this year. I mean, Harry Douglas, who never played offensive line in the NFL, Freddie Coleman never played offensive line in his life when he played football. We would be a better offensive line in the first 11 games than he's gotten so far from the Carolina Panthers. And it's not his fault. Injuries have happened. They have not been able to fortify that position. And that puts him on the run all the time. Like that great Lenny Kravitz song, I'm always on the run, always on the run. That's him. Most of the time on the run for his life, all the time this year, on the run running for his life. I'll say for me, most of the time, we see an accurate to a tongue of a lower. I think all of the time, you're going to hear people talk about the head injury and the concussions and what if he gets hurt again. And that's just life, right? When you go down with the injury to his head like he had last season, you're going to hear all the time, well, can Tua stay healthy? Okay. You're just going to hear that. Yep. Speaking of Tua, uh, Harry, most of the time Tua is this, all the time he is what? Oh, my bad. We yeah. wasn't on Tua right there? You didn't want to talk about Bryce Young at all, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking, I, I'm, talk, I, I just wanted to mention that just to confuse you just even more. Oh, man, I thought we was on tour. I guess because I was reading the names and, I, and the last name I read was Tua Tugavaloa. Are you sure you don't have a head injury? Lord, have mercy. I'm here. Hell, I probably do. We need to put you a concussion. Protocol. Okay, so let me rewind this. All right, most of the time, Bryce Young 
is running for his life, like Freddie said, <laughs> all the time. Bryce Young right now is hoping that he can get some skill position players to throw Amen. the football to. Amen. Now, so back to Tua. Yes. <laughs> well, I already did Tua. Freddie, you go. <laughs> NFL quarterbacks most of the time, all of the time on Freddie and Harry or Harry and Freddie and ESPN Radio. I'm with you about Tua. Most of the time, he's extremely accurate. He doesn't miss a lot of throws. If you he gets you that ball in stride, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, boom, those guys are gone. All of the time? Can he make those throws when they need him to make them? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Especially against teams who are on the level of better than the Miami Dolphins. Hello. I've seen them do that to the poor teams in the National Football League. But against Buffalo, first half versus Kansas City, all the time versus Philadelphia, that ball was fluttering, not in a good way. It was it was it was tumbling like a bird out of the sky. That's all the time to it's about lower. Can I say this really quick, Freddie? Please do. I was I was so concerned because when you were talking and you had said the Carolina Panthers, uh-huh. I was so locked in on Tua. Right. I said, why is Freddie mentioning the Carolina Panthers? And we're talking about Tua. I said it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm the one messed up over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Harry's probably thinking I know Freddie's older than me but do we need to call a doctor <laughs> that's on me that's on me guys does, does that's he, on me does he need that blue and purple pill my apologies Bob. that's alright players mess up man players mess up that's yes, alright completely no one's perfect I don't expect people to be perfect alright Freddie this is for you Dak Prescott who I think is going to win MVP this year possibly. oh really oh, yeah, oh, MVP, oh, oh, yeah. hold on a second why I want to hear this I, I, I like what he's doing man he's hot he's okay. on a hot streak right now I think uh, he's going to continue that right. you know I love me some CeeDee Lamb yes now. you do yeah, I love I do some CeeDee Lamb I, I love a, Tony Pollard you, you yeah. love you some CeeDee yeah, Lamb yeah, I, I'm with him I got I, I like a, a broham crush on CeeDee Lamb too I'm with him yeah I'm I like CeeDee Lamb and I just think it's it's a new it's a new name and that press guy and the Cowboys are hot but okay. most of the time right. he's this all the time he's wet Freddie most of the time Dak Prescott is terrific there's no absolutely no doubt about that and not just the last five games we've seen that last year he had those interceptions but there were plenty of times where guys either ran the wrong route or the ball hit a guy in the hands and it was tipped off not making excuses just stating what it is most of the time he's terrific all the time there's not a quarterback in the NFL that's under more pressure than Dak Prescott because of the organization and the owner that he plays for. When you have that star on the side of your helmet and people keep seeing you falling short and falling short and falling short in the playoffs, you're going to get that scrutiny, you're going to get that pressure, and you're not going to get that love. So most of the time, Dak Prescott's terrific. All of the time, 
no quarterback in the NFL has more pressure than Dak Prescott. I feel the same exact way. Most of the time, Dak Prescott is going to ball out from the quarterback position. All the time, you're going to hear the noise about if he's doing enough or can he get the Dallas Cowboys over the hump. I don't care what angle it's coming from. It's going to come from every single angle, and it's still going to be that halo. Well, I won't say halo. It's still right. going to be that dark cloud over his head until right. it actually gets done. No doubt. All right, Harry. Most of the time, Brock Purdy is this. Uh-oh. All the time, Brock Purdy is what? Most of the time, Brock Purdy is hated on, <coughs> brother Dev, and other people that <laughs> likes to call in sometimes and poop on Brock Purdy. <laughs> All the time, I'm going to take up for Brock Purdy. I'm telling you right there now. There you go. All the time, I'm yes, I said it, folks. I'm going to defend Brock Purdy as much as I can because I know what it's supposed to look like mm. from a quarterback delivering the football to a wide receiver. So, Brock Purdy, go on, do your thing. I don't care what Brother Dev say. Brother Dev, response? Uh, I need to see more, guys. Stop that. How long are you going to be on that soapbox? I know. Like, at some point, at one, some point you got to grow up, Dev. I mean, come on now. In the playoffs, maybe? You know? You're talking about the same playoffs that he he, he had? You didn't finish? Last year? He got hurt? He was okay against the Cowboys, though. He's all right. That's what I'm saying. Let, he's all I mean, right. I mean, I mean he's he, pretty good against the Seahawks, though. He played the Seahawks, too, now. Yeah, but we've been talking about the Seahawks. So we're not I'm sure. You, Harry. Oh, okay, so now we're moving to goalposts. No, no, okay. no, no. Have okay. we? Have so we, let's have talk we, about <laughs> Daniel Jones, the big apple turnover. Why? Oh, my Why? goodness. No one wants to hear about Daniel Jones. Because exactly. you like to bring up his playoff win versus the Minnesota have Vikings, we, who had the worst defense did last we not, year. Did we not talk about the Seahawks after their the, you know their losses, that they might not be what we thought they were early in the season? We said that, did we not? And they made Brock Purdy work in that playoff game last year. They gave the 49ers holy you-know-what for three yeah, quarters. Yeah, and Brock went out there and ball did his thing. I'll say this. I'll I say, I say it again. Yeah. I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to be wrong about Brock Purdy. Purdy got to hate him. My most of the time is that people do not want to be wrong about Brock Purdy, whether you're a Brock Purdy supporter or you're a Brock Purdy antagonist. Most of the time, people do not want to be wrong about a guy that has barely played a full season in the National Football League. All of the time, Brock Purdy makes the 49ers offense even more legit. We've seen it. It's been backed up, and especially when his weapons are right and ready and healthy. Last couple of games, check out his numbers against two pretty decent teams, including playing on the road Mm. against the Seattle Seahawks, and also the week before that against the Jaguars defense. That's pretty darn good, too. Hate on Brock Purdy all you want, and you can say you want to see more like Devin Kane, but all the time, he makes that 49ers offense elite. He's not an elite quarterback. I say he makes the offense elite. Not going to run tell that, brother Dev. Run tell that, Productions. <laughs> <laughs> like we mentioned, today is Giving Day. It's a day where people across the country give back to support the organization that mean the most to them and their communities. All day long, all of our ESPN radio family is supporting the V Foundation. If you're able, join our family. Hope that you'll choose to join us today on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now. That is v.org slash donate and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for cancer research. My man Harry Douglas over there, Freddie Coleman over here, and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. We're less than an hour and ninety minutes, less than an hour and a half away from finding out the latest top four in the college football playoff rankings. Forget about that. You don't need them. All you need is our rankings. We'll give you our rankings next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Today is Giving Tuesday. It's a day when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So today, all day long, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. If you're able, go to v.org slash donate to help support the V Foundation for Cancer Research. You're strong. 
the Freddie and Harry podcast. I ain't convinced because I don't know how, I don't know how heaven, heaven can be better than this. It's like you're ready to cry. <laughs> Kane Brown gets you that way, huh? Man, I, I met him at a game, uh, a Falcons game. Uh-huh. I actually had to do something with fans. Right. He's a major football was, fan. Um, Singing along with him, and he came out and surprised him or whatnot. So, nice. yeah, I like him as an artist, yeah, man. Pretty Kane, cool. Kane Brown gets it in. There's no doubt about that. Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas together, and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So we're going to have the four teams for the college football playoff rankings. That happens a little bit after 8 o'clock Eastern time. Catch that on ESPN. Reese Davis and the gang will let you know exactly who's numero uno, probably Georgia, two, three, four, five, and six, and even the top eight. We got championship weekend coming up. It gets started on Friday with the Pac-12 championship game involving, as of right now, number four, Washington, taking on number six, Oregon. And I love when things get a little gummy, especially when it's going to make people work just a little bit harder this weekend. When it comes to Coswell Playoff Committee, stop laughing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. You're so he really is. <laughs> he really is. Oh, good Lord. Before I'm in we, tears right now. I know you are. So before you find out who we believe are the four best teams, not four most deserving, the four best teams in the college football landscape right now. Check out what Paul Feinbaum had to say from the Paul Feinbaum show when he was on Get Up on Tuesday. The possibility could exist that let's say Alabama beats Georgia and Harry stops laughing that we may not have an SEC team part of the four teams in the playoff. When Paul Feinbaum heard that, he said, you know what? Uh, Yeah, that's not even possibly remotely going to happen over my dead body uh that's not happening i am not going to allow it dan <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll stand outside that door in grapevine texas and demand it i mean you, and i'm not saying that because I, I live and work in in the sec but what i do know is that the sec is the best conference i mean in the in the ap poll yesterday i think five of the top 11 teams are from the sec and you're going to tell me that florida state without its best player uh which struggled against a seven-loss Florida team Saturday deserves to be in, uh, should be in over Alabama or Georgia. I mean, that that is preposterous. And I don't want to say they need to blow up the playoff because they already did, and, and we're having 12 next year. But it would be it would be patently absurd. If Alabama beats Georgia, that college football playoff committee is going to have a long, long, long Saturday night. If that happens in the SEC championship game this weekend in your hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, when those two get together, the Georgia Dome. Yeah, I agree. And, and Freddie, if you ask me to give you my four, right, mm-hmm. that that I think not the most deserving, but if we're just talking about best teams okay. right now. Right now, yes. I'm going to go with UGA. Okay, number one. I'm going to go with Michigan. Okay, number two. I'm going to go with Oregon. Okay. And I'm going to go with Alabama. Okay. Explain yourself. Uh, And the reason why I'm going with Oregon right now over Washington is because I look at the run game and the pass game of Oregon. I look at the defense of Oregon. When it comes to Alabama, we know since they lost to Texas how improved they have become. Mm -hmm. Also, Jalen Miro and the way he's playing, Dallas Turner coming off the edge, sacking the quarterback. Okay. 
when it comes to Michigan and Georgia, those are the two most complete teams in football. We just watch Michigan go through a three-game stretch without their head coach and handle business. Mm-hmm. Like it was as easy as drinking a cup of coffee okay. on, on Saturday mornings. And then mm-hmm. the UGA Bulldogs, man, what they've been able to do this season, I, I think I thought, I thought has been phenomenal without their best player right. uh, at, at moments. And Carson Beck, I can't get, give him praise Oof. enough. He can spin that ball. He can. And people knew that he was going to be good. Nobody saw this. Nobody saw a guy where he could be on the fringe of the Heisman Trophy top 10, maybe top 8. When it comes to players in the country, he should be in that category. He's one of the top 10 players in college football. Not too many teams have two of the top 10 players in college football, and Georgia has those guys. Brock Bowers, the tight end, and Carson Beck, the quarterback. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that's two of those guys are the two top players in college football. You notice the common denominator in all four of my teams, though? What's that? Quarterback position. Well, yeah, mind in football, you need one. Quarterback position, man. Mm-hmm, yeah. Very, yeah. very important yeah, in yeah. games like that. Yeah, you can't have a game manager. You really can't have a game manager in football period anymore anyway. Yep. I don't care if it's the NFL. You can try to have a game manager. It'll get you to a certain point. But at a certain point, you say, hey, Carson Beck, go out and win us a game. And he did it. He did it on the road versus Auburn, for example. Hey, Bo Nix of Oregon, go out and win us a game. He did that more than a couple of times. Michael Penix Jr., I mean, he's the cardiac kid. He's won about four games in the final five minutes. So more than ever before, if you got a guy that can go out and win you a game, you're going to have a lot of success. At the college football level, you have the right kind of pieces around him or the right kind of confidence, like Jalen Milrow of Alabama. It's amazing how they just found ways to make sure that you could accentuate what he does best. With a running game and an airtight defense and let him play a little bit, he has made throw after throw after throw, even long before he made that throw for the ages in the Iron Bowl versus Auburn this past Saturday. He's been making those kind of throws the minute that Nick Saban and that staff got out of his way and said, what does he do best? And if he does that best, let's put that in the game plan. And from that point on, Alabama's taken off that way. My top four teams, I'm with you. With Georgia, I got the number one. Michigan, I got the number two. Oregon, I got the number three. Washington, I got the number four. They are the Philadelphia Eagles of college football. They are really, really hard to kill. And if you make a mistake, like Oregon did, not getting all those fourth downs to Harry the first time they met, especially going for it at midfield, you can say you're going for the win. Dan Lanning said, yeah, I'm not going to do that to my guys ever again. Well, he wasn't going for the win because you just decided that you wanted to play man coverage all day long versus Michael Penix Jr., who's a Heisman candidate and a receiver that's up for the Belitnikoff Award. True. So how the hell is that going for the win? Uh, hey, don't kill the messenger here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. <laughs> I'm just going by well, what so you, you, you getting the emotions of me <laughs> sitting on that sideline watching that football game, <laughs> saying to myself, I know, it's, I know it's no way in hell they're playing man coverage this much. And I understand you supposed to believe in your guys uh-huh. and, and, and your defensive principles. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be stupid either <laughs> and leave guys on the island. So Roma Duze is catching touchdown after touchdown and Michael Penix is throwing touchdown after touchdown because you decide to go ban coverage. I'm, I'm, I'm a willing convert. I know. I'm willing to get a like if, if, if I see that Friday in the Pac-12 championship game while yeah. I'm watching it, yeah. Freddie, I'm going to be – I'm going to tell everybody in my house, do not be by me watching that football game. Because if I see the same thing transpire Friday, uh-huh. I, I'm going to be yelling and screaming at that TV. <laughs> yeah. 
What did Hulk say insanity is? Yeah. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting the same result. There you go. <laughs> I bet not see the same thing on Friday in the Pac-12 championship game from Dan Landing and, and his defense. Okay. Man coverage against Romo Duze okay. and, 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 and Michael Penix. Okay. So if you, you gave me your top four. Who are, who are teams five through eight? Five through eight, mm-hmm. I will go with Washington at five. Okay. I will go Ohio State at six. Okay. Um, seven would be Texas. Okay. And eight, who am I leaving out? Who am I missing? Ohio State. Alabama. No, Bama was number four for me. Bama was four for him, yeah. Florida State, you got them, right? Florida State, I'm there sorry. Florida State. My number five would be Alabama. Number six would be Texas. I know Texas being early in the year, these are not the two same teams. Not right now. Alabama's played a lot better in the last couple of months than we've seen from the University of Texas. I'm taking the whole body probably, of the I season. I should have put them higher. That's I, okay. I, I messed up. No, I don't think so. We'll put them higher then. Change, you, you can change your vote. Yeah, so Texas <laughs> – did I have Texas six? Texas would be six for me because I have number Washington six. Right, at five. I have number five. I have Alabama yeah. six, five, Texas six, Florida State seven, Ohio State eight. Those would be my five through eight. But I want, if Alabama and you know wins, what, I'm, I'm going to go with you, too. I'm going to put Florida State at 7 and Ohio State 8 because yeah. Florida State's still undefeated. But we can't, right. we can't keep, like, disrespecting no, them. You can't, especially <laughs> what Mike Norvell has done, I bringing know. that program back. There's no doubt about that. Like but I'm we, telling you, man, it's the quarterback thing, man. A lot of people, even though they, they might say they're not judging things off of that, that they a, are. Lot, a, lot, a lot don't care who tell it. Yeah, but put it That's this way. That's what Grandma used to tell me. Here's something else. Not saying they're rooting for this. But it'll make things a lot easier for the committee if your Louisville Cardinals beat Florida State in the AAC, cha- AAC yep. championship game. Because I get the sense that they really want to make a case for Florida State, but Jordan Travis is that important that he's not there. If he plays Saturday night versus Florida, there's no way they struggle with the Gators. They were down 12 nothing to the Florida Gators, mm-hmm. a team that is not even a 500-football team, no matter what conference that a they play A team that in. Georgia rumped. Right. Georgia ran away and hid from those guys. No doubt about that. That is going to matter in the committee's minds. They don't have to say it out loud. They don't have to go to places, parties in the corner and whisper. We know that's how they're going to regard, okay, who gives that team the best chance to maybe be a playoff team and be a, a competent playoff team? And they can't make the case for Florida State because Jordan Travis is that important to that football team. And the people that – because you're going to have people that argue, well – you know, Bama almost lost to Auburn. That's a rivalry game. Well, they in hell, they Georgia almost lost to Auburn, they, too. Yeah, because they don't make that same argument. You're right. Yeah. They don't make that same argument at all. Yep. Either way, like we mentioned, the college football playoff rankings, 8 o'clock Eastern time, right before championship weekend. They get started on Friday with the Pac-12 championship game, championship Saturday, and then Sunday. That's when things could – I'm going to make Harry laugh again. That's when things could get gummy, depending on what happens, maybe on a Friday night and maybe a Saturday as well. I get gummy and, and make someone have to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got me there, Freddie. Sure did. <laughs> We're going to give you an other nudes. What city is the most sinful – and what city is the purest one in this country? We'll get to that next. <laughs> I'm Freddie and Harry. I'm trying to hold it together on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Excuse me. Today is Giving Tuesday. It's a day when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So today, all day long, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. If you're able, go to V.org slash donate to help support the V Foundation for Cancer Research. You're stronger than you know. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. By the way, we mentioned, and we're going to keep mentioning it, today is Giving Tuesday. It's that one day where people all across this great country of ours give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities all day long on ESPN Radio. We have been supporting the V Foundation because that's what we do. That's what we love to do. If you're able, we hope that you'll choose to join us today on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. By the way, Harry Douglas, you mentioned this earlier today, and I'm going to have you mention it again. You got something coming up with your foundation next month, which is right around the corner, in which you do a fantastic thing, giving a chance to give those to others who could really, really use it. Yeah, my foundation is called the Douglas Brothers Foundation, uh, founded by me and my brother Tony Douglas. And our biggest event every year is our Christmas event. We call it the Holiday Treat. Uh, my mom just texted me. I think we have over 550 kids that are registered. Wow. And we had to, you know, stop the registration there. But we still do need a lot of toys and bikes. So if you want to donate, go to uh, www.douglasbrothers.org, okay. and you're able to do that. This is our 15th year having this event. We just recently, two weeks ago, had a uh, feeding around Thanksgiving for families that are less fortunate. So my mom and dad was able to do that while I was away yeah. doing my college football and NFL duty. So shout out to my parents, too, because they run my foundation. Okay. And I trust them through and through because I know they're going to do the right thing and also look out for the community and people that, you know, need assistance. Who's the one that came with the idea for the foundation? Uh, I think collectively all of us did. Uh, because we had already, and that's the reason why I give so much Freddie when I was little, and I didn't grow up with money like that, but my father was the guy that went around and picked all the kids up and took care of them, and they stayed the night at our house all the time. Mm -hmm. And we always went and fed the homeless. And it was something my parents made us do as young kids, and we didn't have a choice. And it, it just grew on me, just seeing them being able to give so much and we didn't have everything. Now, we never lacked anything, but it's not like we had the most of things. But there are times where my parents were sacrificed for other people and also for me, my brother, and my sister. And I, and I appreciate them for that. Yeah, those kind of sacrifices will always, always matter, especially on Giving Tuesday. We are supporting the V Foundation, part of ESPN Radio. If you're able to give on this Giving Tuesday, do anything you can. It could be little, it could be a lot, but it's always something, and that's better than nothing. Go to v.org slash donate. That is v.org slash donate now, and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Each and every night about this time, we make sure we give you a little something, something that's always newsworthy. It doesn't have to be sports-related, but it's always good-related when it comes to... They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. We love when these kind of surveys happen, especially when it comes to Wallet Hub. They have pointed out the cities that are the most sinful and the cities that are the least sinful. Here are, they use three dozen metrics in seven key categories. Oh, Lord. Anger and hatred, jealousy, excesses and vices, greed, lust, <laughs> vanity, and laziness. That's the criteria according to WalletHub. They examined 180 of the largest metropolitan areas in the United States, and they have come with the most sinful cities Uh-oh. and the least sinful cities. Do you want the most first or the least first? Give me the least first. Okay. Here are the least sinful cities. Laredo, Texas, the top, the top 10. Laredo, Texas, mm-hmm. West Valley City, Utah, Cape Coral, Florida, 
South Burlington, Vermont, Columbia, Maryland, great place to live, by the way, Port St. Lucie, Florida, Madison, Wisconsin, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Anybody out there who knows Bridgeport might think that's one of the least sinful cities in the United States. Wait, Bridgeport? Bridgeport, Connecticut. Not Bridgeport, New York. Not Bridgeport, Vermont. I don't know if those exist, but Devin, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Fremont, California, and the least sinful city in the country, Pearl City in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, a lot of those places I've never even heard of. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I heard, I've been through Columbia, Port St. Louis with the Mets single lay team, Madison, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin. Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew you, that you, one. I knew you knew that one. Here are the most sinful cities from 10 to number one. Oh, Lord. Cleveland at number 10. Miami at number nine. Oh, lust. Yes. Phoenix at number eight. Lust again. Dallas at number seven. Denver at number six. I was just there. I know. Atlanta at number five. Oh, no, they did yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. They shook the table. Come they ain't on. nothing but some old no. good godly people here. They lied. Oh, stop. Come on. Freak Nick started and died in Atlanta. Oh, stop you know that. what? Lust. You Thank are right. You. Complete Ooh, freak, lust. Freak Nick as a little boy. I've seen a lot of things uh, with these eyes, uh, folks. I bet you did. And even, I had to go to church after. Yeah, even when your eyes were closed, you saw Los yep. Angeles number four, Philadelphia number three. Houston, number two. H-Town. Yeah, H-Town. H-Town Boogie. And Las Vegas is the most sinful city. That's not I knew. I knew that one's going to be number yeah. one. It's, they yeah. call it Sin City for a reason. Right. By the way, it's also number one in the greed category. Houston is number one in the lust category. Los Angeles number one in the vanity category. <laughs> wow. Almost faceless out in Los Angeles. Atlanta, Atlanta should not be on that list. You lie. Freak Nick is over. You better go to church for real to get those lies out of your mouth. Amber and Ian come your way next for Harry Douglas, some Freddie Cohen, this been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN radio. Take care. God bless. And don't sin. I'm him. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.